We're going to do something a little different this morning for the sermon. Some of you are already thrilled. (laughs) We're going to engage in what is called a dialogue sermon, or a theological reflection. Or to say it more simply, we're going to study the Bible passage together. Now before we do that, you might say, well, why? Why would we do that? Well, you remember maybe two or three Sundays ago, we talked about the posture of the serious Christian, or the posture of the disciple, toward the scriptures, and toward preaching. Did any of you remember that? Just north and south. Just <laughs> make me feel happy. And we talked about what the posture should be. Should you be looking for entertainment? Should you be looking for eloquence? What should you be looking for? Does anyone remember what we said that the serious Christian, the disciple, is seeking? Yes, I heard someone say it. Seeking, seeking, listening for the message. A gospel message rooted in scripture, the teachings of the church, and application toward your life. And very often, we best hear God's message for us through another person. And not always necessarily the preacher. And in addition, the Bible is a book best studied in community. It was put together by a community under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's best read, wrestled with, objected to, uh, believed in community. Yes, we should read it individually, we benefit, but we bring all of our personal reflection to the community. Okay. The method we're going to use is called gospel-based discipleship. Which is just a fancy way of one particular method for studying the scriptures in a group. It is used all over Canada and the Episcopal Church there. It's used in many Episcopal churches in our country, particularly by Native American Episcopalians. So, here's how it will work. The lesson will be read to you three times, but there will be little breaks in between. And the first time that you hear this lesson led, read again, you want to be listening for phrases or words that capture your attention. First reading. In those days Mary sent out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her room. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child of my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Feeling with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Shown strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise. He made your ancestors to Abraham and to his descendants forever. So, for like 20 seconds, talk to the people around you. What words or phrases caught your attention? Don't be shy. What words or phrases caught your attention? Yes, very quickly.
okay. Well, rewind. Uh, just uh, what are some things? Just shout out things that people said. Caught your attention. Where's your phrase? Haste. Haste. Leaps. Fill the hungry with good things. Rich turn away. Hmm? Brought down the powerful. Forever. Scatter the proud. My spirit rejoices in God. Child leaped in my womb. Good. Now in the second time that you hear the lesson read, you want to be asking yourself, what is Jesus saying to me? Or what is the passage saying to me? Here's the second reading. On the third day... Oh, that's, that's another reading entirely. <laughs> in those days, Mary sent out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. So what is Jesus or the Bible passage saying to you? Again, talk with the same folks for 20 seconds or so. What is the passage saying to you? What's it saying to you? What's it saying to you? Okay, what are some of the things that people said? Uh, a promise? The saying a promise to? Blessing? Yes, everybody? He will come to our world. Good. He will return. Uh, yeah. Message of joy that John, the unborn John the Baptist, is leaving his joy. Elizabeth has joy. Right, it's all about joy. The need to have joy in our lives. Good? Yes, Tim? Now is the time for your soul to magnify the Lord. Good. 
God shows up in unexpected places. God shows up in unexpected places. Theodora. He fills other people with joy. Yes? Yeah, he has done great things for me. He has done great things for me. Good. Anything else? Stay open. Stay open. Stay open. Good. The joy of a child can be your joy. The joy of a child can be your joy. He can overturn and scatter our thoughts. Overturn and scatter. So give us a... Do something with our minds. Good. Alright, now the third time. You're being very patient. We're growing in patience. The last reading. What is the passage or Jesus or the gospel calling you to do? So as you're listening to it read for the third and final time, what is the passage calling you to do? In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit Rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. What is the passage calling you to do? Again, talk with the folks nearby. What is Jesus in the passage calling you to do? we talk about? Yes. That we should always be ready for God. Good. Something good in your mind. Say again? Something good being born. Yeah, something good being born in my heart. Like expecting or hoping or working toward that. Good? Trust God? Trust God the way Mary trusted? Hmm? Trust in Him. 
Other thoughts that people said that this passage calls us to do. Anyone? Always have joy in your life. It's good. Patience. Yeah. Uh, it takes a while to, uh, some of you know this, to have a baby. So. so it may take a while for God to work something in your life. Yes? Expect God's strength and power. Good. Anything else? Help the poor, right, right. Good. Anyone else? This is a studying the scriptures together in community. So first, we sort of warmed up our minds and opened ourselves to the Spirit by saying, what catches me in this passage? Joy, blessed, promise, forever. Then we talked about what is the passage saying? And we talked about expectancy of joy, uh, trusting the promise. And then we pondered what we should do. This is a beautiful passage for so many reasons. So some of you will recall that Elizabeth is whose mother? John the Baptist. John the one who prepares the way for Jesus. Mary and Elizabeth are cousins, but Elizabeth is much older. And in the first century Middle Eastern culture, to not have a child was a greatest shame. She and Zechariah did not have a child. You may have noticed, she goes into the home of Zechariah, but she speaks to Elizabeth. And when the angel appeared to Zechariah to tell him, hey, you and Elizabeth are going to have a baby, uh, Zechariah didn't believe. He's like, you got to be kidding me. You know, we know how biology works. Angel, this is not going to happen in our stage of life. And so he is struck dumb. He can't speak. And he didn't believe. Whereas when the angel appears to Mary, she says, let it be done unto me according to your word. So the temple priests, who should have had the faith, didn't. And the lowly peasant girl had faith. So there's a juxtaposition between Zechariah and Mary. And Mary and Elizabeth are important in this passage, not just because of who the moms they are, but they are both speaking prophetic truth. All the messages that Mary says in the Magnificat are themes that Jesus will repeat over and over again in his ministry. Ministry to the poor, lifting up the lowly. So perhaps in his humanness, Jesus first learned that message at the feet of his mother, Mary. Perhaps we too, during this Advent season, can learn something from Mary and Joseph as they make their journey. As we do so with joy, as we do so with expectancy. Trusting that God will birth something good in our lives. And as we participate with God, something that will birth forth for the world. Amen.